0: listening to evolve with nicolette a bad bitch hero. hey what is popping y'all hey we're live for a second time i can't handle all of this um this technology right now but it's okay we're getting used to we're getting acclimated we are live everywhere um and i'm i'm just so blessed to be in this spot it doesn't feel real at the end of the day um but it is (laughs) we manifested we dreamt about it and it is Uh, and there's nothing else um Nothing else that could get better than that. Um, And we have my phone on do not disturb this time. So any type of FaceTime calls from my sons will be blocked. Um, (laughs) um, Today it's going to be... Uh, Another episode of getting acclimated with myself, because this is a part of my healing journey that I am diving deep into, which is healing my mixed identity. Um, In case you were living under a rock, baby, I am Mexican and Filipino, and we're going to be down... Uh, you know, all the way breaking that down. Uh, but first, I do want to say what is up to the chat. So if you are here, hey, we got Jess in the house. We got Goddess Lore. Let's get this bad bitch healing. Yes. Um, uh, I want to first start off, uh, by shouting out my sponsor for June. Um, uh, my, this episode is sponsored by the Latino Studio. The Latino Studio is a brand created by Latinas for Latinas with a mission to keep the cultura alive by providing clothing and accessories to help express your Latinx heritage. This week only, enjoy free shipping and 10% off by using my code of all 10 at checkout and you can find them at the Latina studio.com and on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok at the Latina studio. Shout out to Chantal man. Who's always giving me so much love. Um, we got joyful Jenny in the house, Steph Valdez. What is popping, Chia baby, my prima all the way from the bays in the chat. What is, what's popping, girl. I can't wait for her to move here. We are, we are manifesting that for sure. Um, I wanted to get right into it because it, I before anything, what is crazy is that I have been on this self-healing journey for a hot minute, and I would like to say about two, two and a half years almost, actively healing, okay, because I have been grieving and dealing with trauma and PTSD. I just didn't really know it back then. Um, in case you guys don't know, I have an older brother who... Um, passed away about 22 years ago, 23 years ago now. And usually around these days, I'm feeling all the feels. And what's crazy is that I have come to a point in my healing, at least healing um, the grief that I have with him specifically because I was so young. I was 10 when he passed. Um, I used to wake up on these days super, super emotional and unless i looked at the calendar i didn't realize what you know what was happening and then i would get reminded of like oh damn this is the his anniversary of his death um and I, i'm not trying to be morbid or anything right now but it has a significance because yesterday for the first time I didn't know, or at least I didn't realize that it was his death anniversary until I looked up on Facebook memories. So uh, shout out to Facebook memories (laughs) uh, for reminding me. And, um, And it's crazy because I talked about this the last time last week with my therapist that I don't really have to unpack his death like I used to. So I would always give everybody the rundown of how everything happened and kind of just relive it over and over and over again for the past 20 something years. And until I did um, the episode I did for him, I think it was last year or actually two years ago and where I broke down, you know, everything that happened. And ever since that day in that episode, I haven't re-listened to it and I haven't, really unpacked his death like that ever since. So we have came to the conclusion, you know, like with my therapist like, oh snap, not that I'm healed from it, I think I have passed a threshold of the grief healing at least with him, where I don't feel the need to always be crying all the time or to unpack it. It's more about just, you know, living and breathing with his, you know, memory and existence and the good things and um not really being, you know, residing in the grief. So, shout out to me <laughs> for moving on um but not forgetting my brother. Um so I think it's amazing that his death anniversary is now, you know, the date of my second show. Like if anything it's just the evolution of it, right? The evolution of the grief, the evolution of the healing. Um and that we don't have to carry around the grief all the time, I never say you know, I never say that the grief or pain goes away. you just learn how to cope and manage it from here on out. you know what I mean so for me, I'm always going to be grieving, but I don't have to um, I don't have to be hurting anymore. so life is painful without him, but i get to um honor his memory by living my life and you know teaching my sons about him and all the good things and the memories and you know that's the part that i'm super super happy about because that's what healing is is processing things honoring your journey and moving on and now we are here um and he would be like mid 40s right now i would probably be a spoiled brat if he was around so a lot of things have changed um But the growth is beautiful. And I know now that I have, like, a beautiful team of angels, like, up in heaven now. You know what I'm saying? So, not to bring the energy down, but I thought that was just a beautiful um, ascension in my healing journey. Um, I do want to get into it. The chat is popping. I got Sean... Or Sean, oh us, baby, us. I was like, what is what name is that in the chat? Um, he says, what's up, girl, Cedia, uh, Mommy Carol's, I think, in the building, Mommy C, I think that's you, girl. Um, I look forward to not remembering those anniversaries so intensely. Yes, that's what that is. The intensity of the grief, um, has definitely become less. Does it go away? No, it doesn't. Your threshold of understanding and unpacking that pain will definitely get better. You just have to do the work to heal Um, because your loved ones wouldn't want you to reside in that space of feeling sad all the time. You know, you honor them by living your life and living it fully. Um, Cydia, some amazing growth on your part. Thank you. Um, And mommy C says, I think maybe it aligns like that so that, you know, he is celebrating all you with your show. we're not going to cry. We're not going to do the tears. This is the fan in my face with the tears. Um, Shout out to everybody who's with me on Instagram Live, too. Um, Yo, I appreciate the love. I do want to get into it, though, because this is the part of my healing that I have yet to explore. And it is uh, me being Mexican and Filipino, y'all. Being mixed Latinx is definitely something... Else a type of healing that I didn't think I know I needed to do and on the last episode I broke down my story of my healing journey and I wanted to share about the intentional work I've been doing to heal my mixed identity um and since this is a Latinx studio, I wanted to shine my light on all the people in the Latinx community that have to check off that box labeled other and give a voice to mix mixed multicultural Latinx community. Um, so shout out to us, y'all, because it is rough out here <laughs> and people might not understand because it is a specific experience, right? Um, I am a proud Chicana Pinay, and my mom is Mexican from Mexico City, and she immigrated here when she was 12. Um, My mom's going to hate this, but shout-out to her crossing the border, dog, at 12. (laughs) You know, how traumatic that must have been. Like, let's get my jefita in here and talk about it, right? Like, um, and to her, it's crazy because (sighs) – I know she knows it's a big deal, but I don't think she understands. And she probably does, right? The risk behind that all, you know, they could probably not have made it or whatever that Journey might have been like. My dad, on the other hand, came from the Philippines because my grandparents sent him here at 20 <laughs> because he was not doing that great over there, being a bad, bad boy, but it is okay. Um, he's Filipino from Iloilo City, Philippines, and I grew up super blessed to be deep rooted in both of my ethnicities. And um, growing up in Carson, California, it was an absolute blessing because it was such a beautiful melting pot of so many different cultures. And I understand now. Now that not a lot of people had the same experience as I did because of where you grew up. And for me, um, I had lots of culture in my house and outside of my house. Um, I spent a lot of my time with my Filipino side uh, during the week because my parents worked so hard and worked a lot. And I was with uh, my Filipino grandparents, my Lola, my Lolo, and my Auntie Tita Francis for a majority of my day from about 6 a.m., to eight at night you know just um you know typical hard-working immigrant parent story you know and i had a healthy dose of both cultures and i would always say that when i was little that i would be filipino during the week and my you know mexican on the weekends because we would be going to my mexican side for parties and stuff like that um And they just, you know, they didn't really intermingle, if that makes sense. My mom and dad, obviously, but like my family's, I didn't really have that intermingling. So it would always be one experience at a time. Um, And it would be, you know, either me watching novellas with my mom in Spanish while eating a Filipino meal for dinner um, or eating Filipino food and watching, you know, the news in Filipino or Spanish, like it would just be, it was such a natural intertwine of cultures. And I was just so blessed because being Filipino and Mexican, they're very similar cultures. Um, so shout out to my mom and dad for getting to pop in with each other. Cause <laughs> because I had a blessed upbringing um, in my home, but the things that came with that, you know, the culture, identity crisis I had growing up I thought was only specific to me because seeing my mix you don't really see my mix right um being Mexican and Filipino and specifically the mom being Mexican and the dad being Filipino would always be the other way around and whenever I met people that was the same mix at me as me I would be kind of jealous because they would most of the time look Filipino and I longed to look more Asian because my Filipino side was the least accepting Of what I look like. You know I was too tall. Too thick baby. I was too chubby. Uh, My hair was not Asian at all. You know. So it was definitely. A rock and a hard place for me. And I am barely now. Starting to heal that part of me. Um, And whenever I would say. I'm Filipino. I would always have to answer a pop quiz. About what part of my uh, family is from in the Philippines. Uh, people would have to ask me all the time about some phrases in Tagalog, and I have to translate it. Uh, but I couldn't because my family spoke Alongo, another dialect out of the 175 dialects in the Philippines. And people then asked me, you know, how Mexican I am. And because I don't speak Spanish, I am now classified in 2021 as a Nosabo kid. So it's like, it's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> Keith just said that Jackie don't know how to speak Spanish. She does. I'm such a I heard. Her. Uh, bye, Keith. Thank you. Um, so yeah, man, it's just it's the most degrading feeling because I am so comfortable at home, but outside, in the out in the outdoors in the wilderness, I have to always prove how Mexican I am and how Filipino I am. And it was, it's hard because I'm super proud to be my mix. I'm super proud to be mixed Latinx. I'm super proud to be mixed Asian, um, specifically Filipinx. Specifically um, but not to have the communities you love so much accept you or know what to do with me is a hard pill to swallow on the daily. Um, and I had mostly friends that were Filipino and Mexican, uh, but I would always stick out like a sore thumb. And specifically with my Filipino friends and Asian friends, they loved me and understood everything about me. You know what I'm saying? But it was when I would look at pictures of us together... I'm always the tallest, I'm always the thickest My hair's always the Curliest, um, my friends didn't care But I cared because I just Didn't look like I fit in, I always Stuck out, and with my Mexican Friends, it was never really an issue Because I look like them, right um, And then when I would be with My Mexican side, they would always call me China, Chinita Now, it's You know, not so PC to Call me those things, but um, and then I didn't realize how much those phrases would affect me, right? And then when I would be with my Filipino side, I would be the Mexicana or the Bonita. Um, but it just, it was just, I was just never enough. And as I got older, it got more and more apparent that this was bothering me. And now at 33 years old, girl, we are over here healing all of these things. Um <laughs> The chat is going off right now, so I do want to get into that. Uh, (laughs) No, I do not have a Hello Kitty tattoo. Um, Girl, I want to get... So let's go back to all of this. Okay, so Goddess Lotus said, Angel, Ancestor, Game, Strong. Um, Yes, girl. My ancestors and my angels are deep up there and I'm so blessed and I could feel it too. I could feel so many situations that I didn't think that I would get out of. I know it's, From a higher being, for sure. Um, I have not told y'all, but my little brother is having a baby girl. She's half Central American and half Filipino. Oh, my gosh. Yes, India. A little Nico, and we're about it. Uh, She's going to look beautiful, by the way. Uh, So, shout out to me being an auntie from the Magical Bullhead Morning Gang. I love that. Um, And... And it says, uh, goddess is like, but do you have a Hello Kitty tattoo? No, but let me tell you something, girl. My suegra has a big gangster Hello Kitty tattoo on her elbow. <laughs> um, it's a lot going on. I can't. Um, but it's dope, but she looks hardcore like I don't think I'll ever get a tattoo. Um Chia, Chia is definitely someone who resonates with me a lot about this. And she said, I used to be ashamed to speak Mandarin. Yeah, I think. And then I think for me, the shame is that I can't speak either. If you put a gun to my head and I had to, I would manage. But my accent is off the chain, gringa. Like, it is so sick. My accent is so thick. Uh, Rose says, I feel this baby girl. Um Ugh. And Chia says, my nickname was Chinita Cappuccina. Lord, have mercy. Make it stop. Um, Rose says, I get shamed for not speaking Hindi. I do speak Spanish, but I, but no one thinks I do based off looks. It's a whole mess. It really is. It really is. Um, anonymous was in the building, and I cannot... Mireya says, I am enough. Baby, it really is. Michael's in the building. Hello. We say hi to you, too. I can't. Uh, Shout out to all the support in the chat. Thank you so much for being here, y'all. This is the part that I like about this, um, because I used to always, you know, podcast by myself. So having the interaction in the chat is something that feels super, super dope. Um, I do want to fast forward uh, to the healing I did in 2020, I had a lot of time, like we all, you know, everybody else did, um, you know, I realized that I was always trying to find validation and acceptance from everyone outside of me. And I still have those feelings come up, but that's why I have a therapist now and we're going to get through it together. Uh, Cause actually my therapist, shout out to her. I don't want to say too much info, uh, but she is also uh, the same mix as I am, uh, Latina and, um, Asian. So she's dope, dude. I I have the most gangster ass therapist and she is bomb and I'm super, super blessed. Um, I do, um, one of the things that did happen in 2020 is that I did get approached by a mixed mental health counselor slash coach. So shout out to Brittany George of mixed mental health on Instagram. Um, she invited me to be a speaker at her summit and I learned so much and she actually found me through a hashtag um, and I did a podcast with her. So that was seven episodes ago. If you want to revisit that and you could listen to it on Apple podcasts and Spotify and it was super good and super enlightening. And I had no idea that there was even, you know, counselors, coaches for people like me. I didn't even realize that there was a whole community of people that were trying to heal the same things as me. And because of her, I was led down a whole community of mixed race healing on Instagram and lots of accounts dedicated to mixed people and the struggles that we go through. Um accounts specifically for black and white mixes, accounts about any type of mix of people. And the consensus across the board is that I wasn't alone in how I was feeling. And there's so many posts about people feeling not enough of either race, just like me, just like what I just played out right now. Um, essays upon essays, posts upon posts on the struggle to find your voice and the emotional battle of being mixed. Um, and But through those stories, I could relate to one of the gems I found was the Bill of Rights of people of mixed mental health, of mixed heritage, sorry and this post is reposted a bunch and i'm surprised that it has took me this long to um find it um and i saw it through a post it's just i love the way how social media works because i was able to come across this and i'm gonna read it to y'all it's the bill of rights for people of mixed heritage and it says i have the right to not justify my existence in this world not to keep the races separate within Oof, baby we are getting all the sirens in here um not to keep the races separate within me, uh, not to justify my ethne- ethnic <laughs> ethnic legitimacy, not to be responsible for people's discomfort with my physical or ethnic ambiguity. I did not pronounce that right. Uh, but this is live radio, y'all. So it is, we're going to get it popping still. I have the right to identify myself differently than strangers. Um Expect me to identify and identify myself differently than how my parents identify me differently from my brothers and my sisters differently from different situations. I have the right to create a vocabulary to communicate about being multicultural or multi multi ethnic. I cannot talk this morning to change my identity over my lifetime and more than once I have the loyalties uh, I have the right to have loyalties and identification with more than one group of people. And I have the right to freely choose whom I befriend and love. And that floored me when I found that post because I didn't, I know I didn't need, you know, someone to grant me, you know, permission to be myself and to be proud of who I am. But posts like that, seeing that people feel the same way that I do was just moving and that's why I always say in the spaces that I'm in to always share your story because you never know who needs to hear it you never know who's silently supporting you and who's silently suffering so hearing those words come out of somebody's mouth can really move mountains in their own mental health and that moment for me when I saw that post was you know amazing and that's why I didn't realize that this was going to be, you know, part of my healing journey. I didn't realize that I needed to heal this part to stop asking for acceptance and validation outside of me. Um, But that's why I'm on this journey and we're just, you know, taking it day by day and healing one step at a time. Uh, And baby, it's just... It's just something I never, I never felt so seen. Right about finding so many voices talking about their struggles and their wins, and seeing the accounts like Mixed Girl Problems on Instagram and Mixed in America, also on Instagram, have really helped me gain some inner peace. And to help end this cycle, um, in my healing, I'm also raising my kids. Right, so I'm raising my sons this way, where they are not fractions; they are Mexican and Filipino. And teaching them that their cultures, you know, teaching them their cultures through food, music, and spending time with their grandparents. And with gentle reminders of the sacrifices that their grandparents have made to come to this country. And it's been interesting to be actively healing my mixed identity while parenting. But I understand and amplify that I'm not a math problem anymore. I'm not half Mexican. I'm not half Filipino. I'm a whole person. And I'm Mexican and Filipino, and that's it. And I'm super, super proud of it. Um, I do want to check into the chat one more time because it is going off. Um, Anonymous Fu is in here and all the way, (laughs) all the way live. (laughs) Um, Mommy C says, I always, I was always the pucha for my Spanish. Bocha, what's that? Yo, these terms. So, pocha means when you don't uh, know how to speak Spanish. Uh, is that is that for like Mexicans? Oh my God. Yeah, it means that you're else. whitewashed? Lord have mercy. And people think that they're saying these things with love, right? No. No? That one's degrading. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, let's not oh wow yo mommy see let's go pull up on the people who are calling you that lord have mercy uh chia said um mixed race support group girl just look at the hashtag mixed race girls just that you will be flooded with just accounts on accounts on accounts that's so powerful and so beautiful um I must say that there is a lot more support for girls who are black and white, the the mixes of the two, um, but it is essential for people who look like us to add to that conversation because although we can relate to them, right, it is something that uh, needs to be talked about—the mixed Asian experience, the mixed Latinx experience—because. Uh, Baby, it is rough unless you were living in a in a place where there's a lot of people who look like you. And I know that there's not a lot of places like that. Uh, Rose says, "I love the mixed bill, uh, mixed bill of rights." I always feel so grounded after reading it to myself. Yes, baby, that's that's what I feel grounded. Um, the community is so powerful. Um, she has said, "Let's do it, girl." Also, why has it taken me so long? Culturally confused for why. You know? Uh Goddess Lord says absolutely sharing stories is so powerful. <laughs> Anonymous Fu <Wu> says, <laughs> uh me you're the bomb and that's a fact. <laughs> oh. Shout out to Anonymous Fu y'all, wherever you are. Uh that's the power of speaking your truth. Other ne- others need it too. Yes. Um a lot of thank you for sharing. Um Chia definitely resonated with I'm not a math problem anymore, right? When you are mixed, you are always, always asked, especially if you say, you know, that you're both without the fractions. They're like, Well, how much Filipino are you? How much Mexican are you? Right? How much Chinese are you? It's it doesn't matter. Like who's gonna be over here doing my twenty three and me, y'all? Like who's gonna be over here doing the DNA? So why do I have to keep on reiterating the half part or the one sixteenth, right and that's the part with my sons is I don't want to already give them this you know uh, notion that they have to justify how much of ethnicity of ethnicities, ethnicities that they are <laughs> sorry for that spaz out um it's just a lot and Um, I'm just so glad that at least I'm healing this part to break that cycle for my kids. And I know that by the time that they have kids, probably the Filipino part will, you know, be long gone, but it's more about the feeling, the soul, the love in here, knowing that their Lolo is from the Philippines and their Awe, their Abuelita is from Mexico. And that's that. And they'll always remember, you know, the love that came From those cultures. You know what I'm saying? Um, And this leads me to my Tuesday download. All of this to say, right? um, That you are good enough. (laughs) Whether it's being mixed race or being a no sabo kid. I hate that phrase, by the way. You are enough at being a mom or a parent. You are a whole person despite your diagnosis. Um. You know, you are not your depression, you are not your anxiety, you are not your limiting beliefs. You are whole and enough now. Um, Whether you are starting over and done with a past relationship, baby, you are enough by your goddamn self, okay? You are enough now, and yes, you have had broken experiences, but you are not a broken person. Um, You weren't born into this world already not feeling enough. Right? We were born, we weren't born with limiting beliefs or lack or a scarcity mindset. We were born with a clean slate. And as we grew up, we have been molded by the opinions and the beliefs of the adults around us. And then we started to experience life and slowly started, you know, having insecurities because of, you know, our school environment or the media we consumed. But there becomes a point for some of us, hopefully that the veil gets lifted and you realize what others think of you isn't any of your damn business. And you have a choice that when that light gets turned on to either keep subscribing to that state of mind of feeling less or you tap into that bad bitch energy that has been passed down to you by your ancestors. And the blood of those powerful, resilient ancestors before you is running through your body right now. You know, um... I learned the other day about womb to womb healing and your grandmother was carrying you in her womb and the grandmother before her was carrying her inside of her womb. That womb to womb power is inside of you today. And the stars collided in the sky in that divine moment when you were created. And that is your Tuesday download. After all of that, after me, breaking down and finally leaning into my power of being a proud Chicana and proud Panay. Um, And it's always something that I intentionally do every day to make sure to scream out loud where I'm from and who I am and, you know, who gave birth to me, all of those things because that is the way how you shine more light and get more representation in any type of area you're in and for me it's super super heartwarming to me um anonymous foo says the biggest gift you can give someone is a, is your love and support i think that's what he's trying to say person what's popping girl um <laughs> oh my god and girl goddess is saying that she's twerking in the iglesia, and yes baby this is the church of yes and This is where I'm going to leave y'all for this beautiful Tuesday. I'm super, super blessed and super excited. Today was way less nerves. Uh, The traffic on the way here was just... You know, non non-existent, and I'm so thankful for this opportunity. So I thank y'all so much for listening. If you were tuning in on Instagram, if you're tuning in on the chat, or tuning in to me live on the Good News Radio Network app, I appreciate y'all. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you guys next Tuesday, same time, same place, live from the TGN Latinx Studio. Baby, what is poppin'? We're gonna leave you with my man Pilo. The Filipino man from the Bay. Let's get it poppin'. Right now, I'm really feeling like, feelin like the one. Uh, right now, I'm in this bitch and I don't give a fuck.